Hello, this is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman. This is another episode, um, one slide at a time. This is episode 34. In this episode, I want to talk about the who. Not the who in the user story, but the who as in who's writing the user story or who should be writing the user story. That's a very common question I get. Um, I sometimes suspect the person asking the question sometimes wants to make sure they don't have to write the user story. They want to be able to say definitively, that's that person's job, that person right there. And by and large, most people who have had some time or been spent some time um, exploring Agile, Scrum specifically, will know that they often are referred to as the owner of the user story is the product owner. And that's the way I like to think about the owner of the user story. But I like to change the wording a little bit and looking at the intent and say the facilitator of the user story. The product owner should facilitate the user story. Now, do they have to be the ones that put pen to paper? And of course, I'm talking old school. The reality is, is everything we're typing on our laptops and our computers. So do, do they, does it have to come from their keyboard into the system? That's where I'm going to push the envelope a little bit and let me explain why. I have seen where Agile teams, and this, this is what I think is ironic, Agile teams will push the envelope and have very big teams. Now we all know that Agile, or you may not know, but the rule of thumb in Agile is that a team should be somewhere between five, maybe nine people tops. I've seen very big teams. I'm talking about not just in the double digits, all the way up to 18 people on the team. And a team that has 18 people having one product owner. And on this team of 18, I'm talking about the number of engineers and developers is in the double digits. Now, in this environment, they want to ignore the fact that they're breaking a significant rule in Agile, but yet they want to stick to the rule that says the product owner owns the stories and therefore has to write the stories. And my thing is, is when you break one rule in the framework, you've got to be willing to look at, well, how do we balance this so that it will still meet the intent and it'll be feasible. And that's a, a prime scenario why I've gone down this path because I've seen this many times, not just because of the size of the team, but for other reasons, that the whole building out of stories works best when we make it a team effort, a team sport. And so one of my um, flagship workshops is user stories, the team approach. 
And that's because you have, and there's value in having all of the different perspectives and experience coming together to refine the story. Now, what that does not mean, and what I'm not saying, is that stories now should all be written by the engineering and development team. It should be in the engineering and development voice. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. The product owner doesn't remove themselves when I say that they're the facilitator. If you think about a facilitator, whether it's an event or a meeting, they usually open it up and they usually close it out. So if you think about facilitation in that perspective, the story still should come from the product owner. They should start it out with especially establishing what's the vision and intent for the story. What's the as a I want so that. If we least start there and then the team members, whoever has the availability is freed up can then help flush out, and again, this is helping the product owner flush out the acceptance criteria. We do our, our research and our, our, our spikes. That can be, again, what whoever has the availability, the bandwidth, maybe we just divide and conquer. Every member is responsible per sprint for at least one story. And before that story gets its final blessing, the product owner comes in on that back end and reviews anything that's been added to that story and has the final say. What people miss, especially in the intent of the, the statement that the product owner is the owner, the product owner has the final word. They're the decision maker. But that's with consulting the team. The team is this uh, is your team of experts. And so reach out to them, utilize them, and, and implore them to be a, a part of helping to refine the backlog. But anyone on the team that has that capacity and is in the spirit of cross-functional working teams, uh, spirit of doing what's necessary for the, the a healthy team, a balanced team, um, being a, uh, a team player. When you are accepting and taking on uh, supporting the product owner and creating and refining stories, know that you are putting on a different hat. So you're not writing it just because you're an engineer and you've been asked to help out on a user story. You've got to take that engineer hat off. Not saying that you dismiss your expertise and your knowledge, but clearly your wording, your verbiage, and this user story, your perspective of this user story needs to be in the voice of the, the customer. 
what the customer is trying to achieve, not how you're going to build it. And I feel fully confident and I've worked with many, many, many teams that we've engaged developers and engineers to write user stories and they're fully capable of separating out their technical jargon and the mindset of how they're going to build it and focusing only on the customer's perspective. Why? Because developers, engineers have consumed stories all of the time. And it's a great, a, a great exercise and for the product owner to provide clear-cut samples, even workshops or working sessions, even pairing with developers the first few times they write stories until they start to see exactly what a good story looks and feels like and how to build it from the ground up. Not only is there value in them knowing how to write a good story, now when they're reviewing a story, giving feedback to a, a story, they know what they should be looking for and they know what's missing when it's not there. I have seen when a member of a team, when a, a, a team member or engineers on a team where the engineers write stories and then they move to teams that aren't used to engineers that are familiar with stories, they realize very quickly that those engineers ask the best questions when it comes to refining stories or identifying what might be missing in the story. So it's got kind of a additional return on that investment when you engage all of your developers, your engineers, your testers, all team members in writing stories. And I can't say it enough, along those the same lines, testers, there's a lot of value in having testers being comfortable with writing stories, recognizing a good story, asking questions, but with the understanding that that tester, when writing a story, it's not with their testing hat on. They take off that testing hat, and in that moment, they're writing it from the voice of the customer perspective. And it takes some exposure and practice to some good samples and examples of user stories, which your product owner should be able to provide that to you, um, and even a, a little workshop. And then thereafter, whatever ongoing coaching until both your testers, your developers, fully comfortable with writing stories. And again, the better and more practice they get at writing stories, you'll see that you'll have more robust story uh, review sessions and feedback. So, I this is what this is a, a, a topic that I, I stand by. Start adjusting if you're not already doing it. Start looking at ways to adjust 
and get everyone engaged in, in story writing. Maybe take a, a retrospective uh, and activity um, and use that time to do a mini workshop. Um, there's what you'll also find is that it builds a lot of community rapport. It's in essence a team building exercise when you do a story mapping workshop. Stay tuned for uh, our next episode and I'll talk a little bit more about what is a story mapping workshop. How do you set it up? How do you conduct it? So stay tuned. More to come. Thanks for listening.